I'm soon going to be launching the Patients Getting Paid online course that will teach you how to get paid because of your illness, not despite it. Are you interested in doing patient advocacy work, but you don't know where to start? Want to learn about how to find online remote gigs or learn to create your own? I wish somebody would have created this roadmap for me. I spent a lot of time and energy and money figuring it all out. I want you to be able to leapfrog over all that stuff and get to the good stuff, getting paid for sharing your story. In my new course, Patients Getting Paid, I'll be sharing my experience and my resources on how to create an income online that lets me take good care of myself. Want to learn how I did it? Want a list of resources, places to look for online gigs, and templated emails with what to say? It's in there. Want to hear about tons of different ways you can actually build a business while taking better care of yourself? It's in there. Want to be included in a database of chronic illness warriors so your contact info can be shared when opportunities for your disease come my way? Then get on the waiting list for patients getting paid and be the first to know when it launches. Sign up now at patientsgettingpaid.com forward slash list. Welcome to the FUMS Now podcast show, where you'll gain information, inspiration, and motivation for living your best life with multiple sclerosis. Find us online at FUMSnow.com. I'm your host, Kathy Reagan Young. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome. And thanks so much for hanging out with me again today. I really appreciate it. And it is just me that's hanging out today because I'm not doing an interview. It's a solo episode. Woo-woo. It's because I have something like on my mind that I need to get off my chest <laughs> um, that has been pissing me off, quite frankly, lately. It's a trend I'm seeing in our community that I really want to address. I shouldn't say it's pissing me off. It's concerning me. Let's say that. So I just wanted to bring it to everybody's attention and make some suggestions. Let's just start with that. To establish kind of my mojo on this subject, I just want to let you know that I do know what I'm talking about (laughs) because, for instance, I have FUMS, right? So I've got the blog, I've got the podcast, lots of social media. Also, I am the moderator and administrator for Healthline's Living with MS Facebook page, which means that I do four posts a day post four articles, and then I respond to comments. I get lots and lots of DMs over there that I respond to and lots of questions. I have multiple social media accounts. I'm in lots and lots and lots of MS Facebook groups and lots of support groups and that sort of thing. I'm also the guide for MS Healthline's app, which means that I do five uh, live chats a week. And I'm in that app constantly. I'm answering questions. I'm posting. I'm getting a lot of DMs over there. Suffice it to say, I am kind of ensconced in MS all day, every day. I say that just so that you know that this isn't just a onesie twosie thing that I'm seeing and it's bugging me. I'm all over sort of the blogosphere for MS all day, every day, and I'm seeing this more and more, and it's concerning me. So what is it that I'm talking about? I'm talking about people going into these groups, which I think have fantastic value, but they're going into these groups literally looking for medical advice, and that's my issue. 
These groups are tailor-made for support and for going in and asking people with experience, hey, how did you deal with this? Did you tell your kids right away? Did you, how did you tell your boss? Did you disclose at work? You know, were you able to apply for and get disability? I have fatigue that is crippling. What, you know, you have any tips and tricks for that sort of thing? That's awesome. That's exactly what those types of platforms are for. And they're so valuable. And establishing friendships with people within your chronic illness community can be a game changer because let's be honest, people who don't have this bullshit don't understand this bullshit, right? And so I hear from people a lot about how their families even question. It's an invisible disease. They even question if MS is real or if they're playing it up. Um, you know, and what does fatigue I get tired too, you know, people will say, and someone within your community, somebody who has the same disease you do, is gonna understand that. And you need that. You need that commonality. You need to be able to go somewhere where people understand your language and can help support you. And all of those platforms that I talked about are great for just that. But what I'm seeing more and more of is people coming in there and copying and pasting their MRI reports and putting it in there and saying, what do you see? You know, what are you thinking? Or actually putting up pictures of their MRI films and saying, how many lesions do you see? Or do you see any lesions? Or is this one in my frontal cortex concerning? Or what will this equate to in terms of disability down the road? It's kind of crazy. I just recently saw a full blood panel shared, which P.S. You don't want to be sharing that kind of private information anyway for all kinds of reasons, but not the least of which is people on those platforms aren't medical professionals. We don't know what we're doing. I often will say, well, I am an English major, so take this for what it's worth. Um, it, it just, it it's not smart. You're going to hear nothing but pure conjecture and opinion. It could really freak some people out. It's just not some place to go to get medical information, which is what you need with those types of things, right? So I always lead with, uh, what does your doctor have to say about this? Or what did your doctor say when you spoke to them? Too often, I'm hearing back, no, I didn't talk to my doctor. My doctor's too busy. I don't want to bother my doctor. That that one really bothers me. Or it's just easier to come onto this site and ask these questions. So all in all, what I'm hearing is that people are really intimidated by doctors and medical professionals. And I get that. You know, I was raised that doctors were practically deities. I mean, you you practically worship them. They knew so much more than you did. And they were smarticles. And you just revered them, right, in their opinions. Okay, let's break that down a little, shall we? They are smart people. You don't get into medical school if you're a dummy. And they are dedicated and driven to do that kind of intensive study for all those years. But they're people. They are just people. And they are people who are doing a job. This is their work. Hopefully, it's a life calling and a passion for them, and they really, really care. But let's be honest, that doesn't describe all of them, mine included. 
um, you can't allow them to run over you or ignore you or intimidate you. But I don't know that that's what's happening so much as we're doing it to ourselves. So probably a lot of you are brought up the way that I was and you kind of look at them as, and they do know more than we do, right? But that doesn't mean that they should be revered in any way. They're there to provide a service for you. So I want to remind people that you always need to go to your doctor to seek medical advice nobody else, okay? And also to hold their feet to the fire. So a lot of what I'll hear is, well, I called and I left a message and I never heard back, so I'm on this platform. Or I don't want to bother them. That one really bothers me. Um, You're not bothering them. This is their work. And without you, they're not going to get paid, right? So maybe it would help you to think in terms of, of an employer-employee situation. And truly, you are their employer. So you're going to them, you're asking their advice on something they've been trained on. You know, what if it was a plumber that you hired to come to your house? You're going to go to them, you're going to ask them, you're probably not going to understand everything that they're going to tell you that they need to do or needs to be done. But at some point, you're going to have this conversation, you're going to trust what they're telling you and you're going to have them do it or you're going to take their advice, right? But you're not going to be intimidated. Same thing needs to apply here. You need to hold their feet to the fire. You need to go in and speak to them or speak to them on the phone or via email or whatever way you can. Don't be intimidated. Make sure that they make time for you, that they have to, granted, with our you know, fucked up healthcare system in the US. There's a lot of pressure on them too. I don't mean to suggest that there isn't. Um, I think they're told they get, what, 10 to 15 minutes with each patient. I think that might be stretched out a bit with um, specialists. Hopefully your neuro falls under that category. But basically their time is not their own. It's dictated to them how much time they can spend with each patient. So I get it. They're stressed. They're trying to move people through. But regardless, this is your life. This is your health, and you are ultimately responsible for it. So you need to surround yourself with people who can help you and who you feel good about that will help you and that you feel good about reaching out to. And you need to dig down and just make it happen, Captain. You have to call, and you need to leave messages, and you need to... Most places now are on EMR, electronic medical records, and they have patient portals so you can leave emails. And I have no illusion that my doctor is reading my emails, but somebody is, their medical assistant or a nurse, somebody, and then they're going to the doctor in between patients to ask the question if need be, or maybe the nurse has the answer that you're looking for, you know, and they can get back to you. But the point is, hold the doctor and their office to the barest standard, the lowest bar, which is get back to me. Give me an answer and quit going to these communities that are meant specifically for support and nothing less in search of medical advice. You're going to get erroneous, bad advice, and it's not their function. I, you know, recently went through, I am actually at the tail end, I hope, of going through a situation where I was taking Tecfidera for four years very successfully, you know, no new lesions. Very few 
flares, just everything going great, right? Which is just perfect timing for them to come to me and say, okay, now there's a generic, which means that we can't make money on that. So you can get on the generic and pay 250 bucks a month for a copay when you had a zero copay and everything was going well. Or you could pay the whole thing if you're so happy with TechFidera, which I don't even know how many thousands of dollars a month that would be. So, ugh. And then I had to get in touch with my doctor's office and I had to get in touch with the specialty pharmacy, the drug manufacturer. It's been crazy. And I could have just walked away in frustration. And believe me, I wanted to many, many times, but I needed to get this straight. I needed to know that the drug that I thought I should switch to was the one the doctor thought I should switch to. And then I needed them to help me in the process to get on that patient assistance program. And it's been a pain in the ass, but I'm worth it. My health is worth it. And going to anybody else wouldn't make any sense. I need that doctor's smart, thinky brain from medical school perspective. In this case, a neuro who's highly trained in MS and can tell me what's the best drug for me to go on next. And then once we establish that, okay, Now, how do we get me on this patient assistance? So I had to deal with everyone in his office and whatnot. And believe me, they're all frustrated with me. Too bad. This is my life. This is my health. I call every day. I email whatever I have to do. And that's what I want to see you all doing. As soon as I get done with all of this and get straight with my new Vumerity, I think, is what I'm going with. Um situation, I will be transferring doctors because I've had such a bad experience in getting through to my doctor and having them get back to me. That's unacceptable. That's completely unacceptable. And you have to think the same way. You have to prize and value your own health and your time as well. And if you're spending all your time trying to get in touch with them and they're not getting back to you, it's time to move on. And I know that's not an easy thing to do either. I get it. But you've got to value your body and your health and your time and make yourself a priority. And the other side of this too is, you know, I'm a business owner. And if one of my employees was screwing up somehow, I would want to know because I don't want to lose clients over that. Okay. So When I do leave this doctor, I'm not just going to go quietly. I'm going to, at a minimum, leave a, a message, an email, a letter, something like that, so that the doctor knows the issues that I dealt with, which were all communication, which were his office staff. And, you know, hopefully he will take that in the spirit that it is offered. And I will say it respectfully. Um, and really it is in the end to help the next patient. So if we all do our part, we can all make this whole medical thing so much better for everyone. I'm pretty confident that they're going to want to know any issues that you've had. So anyway, just please do not go seeking medical advice from anyone other than a medical professional, your doctor, someone, medical personnel within your doctor's office, and do seek out the support on the support platforms, because that's what they're there for. But remember to remind yourself before you go into battle, (laughs) sometimes with these doctors, that they are your 
employee and you are their employer. Maybe that will give you the gumption to get in there and deal with this the way it needs to be dealt with. And don't let them off the hook till you get the answer that you need and that you deserve. Your health has to be number one, right? So that's it. That's my rant. That's what's been sticking in my craw. I would love to hear your experiences and your thoughts. You can chat with me over on the FUMS Facebook page or Twitter or Instagram, but I would love to hear from you. I hope y'all are doing well. And again, thanks for hanging out with me. And don't forget to say those special, special words every single day. Say F you to MS. Quick shout out to Steve Woodward at podcastingeditor.com for the fantastic work on this podcast, including editing, show notes, and ingenious ideas. If you'd like help with your podcast, whether you're just starting out or an old pro, visit podcastingeditor.com and tell Steve I sent you. Thanks, everybody. I really appreciate you listening to the FUMS podcast show. Be sure to subscribe to it so you won't miss an episode. You can do that right on the website at FUMSnow.com. While you're there, sign up for the free email list so you'll be among the first to know of any new findings in MS research, new therapies and products, as well as any blog posts and podcast episodes I release. Want to chat with others in the FUMS community? Join us on Facebook at FUMS Now. Thanks again, and don't forget to talk to the stupid disease as it deserves. Tell it FUMS every day.